You are listening to Two Friends in a Book with Maddie and Nat. And this week we're going to be talking about the book One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Okay, so this book we both read um, about a year ago now, last summer. We definitely had to reread the summary to jog our memories. Anyway, so this book, when we read it, I immediately became obsessed with it, and it's probably one of my all-time favorite books, uh, mainly because Taylor Jenkins Reid is one of the greatest authors in the history of my reading extravaganza. (laughs) I just said the first word that came to my head. Anyway, so Taylor Jenkins Reid, if you guys don't know what else she's written, she is most known for uh, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Daisy Jones and the Six, which is actually adapted into a limited TV series now. I think also on Amazon Prime. Um, And then another one is Malibu Rising. So yeah, this book is also on Amazon Prime as of like seven days, a week ago. A week ago it came out. So if you like our summary of this book, you should go and watch the movie. Because that's what I'll be doing. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Let's dive in to this book. Okay, so as you know, the title is One True Loves, plural, so you already know there's going to be more than one love interest. Uh, So this book has three main characters. Emma Blair, who we're going to call Blair. Then we have Jesse Lerner and Sam Kemper. So Blair is our main girl. And she falls in love with Jesse in high school. She has a huge crush on him. He's the all-star, like, swimmer athlete, like, super good at swimming, swimmer prodigy, whatever you want to call him. Like, the star athlete. Like, the quarterback on the football team. But he was a (laughs) swimmer. So I don't know what the equivalent is. I wasn't. He's the star swimmer. There you go. There's no name for that. There's not, not like I don't know. He's the big the, fish in the sea or something. <laughs> I didn't, my school was too small to have swimming. Big fish know. in the sea. He's I love an it. Okay. A star athlete. There you in go. A school that actually exists. Yeah, most schools don't. Anyway, um, also keep that in mind because the fact that he's a star swimmer is gonna come back. So remember that in the back of your head. Foreshadowing. Yes, that's what I just did. I foreshadowed. Yes, it is what she did. So Blair falls in love with Jesse, has a huge crush on him in high school, wants to date him. Um, Her parents own this bookstore called Blair's Books. She has to work there part-time. She really doesn't like it. She doesn't want to be an author. She doesn't want to run a bookstore. Her parents want her to take over the business. Um, But she has an older sister named Marie, who is kind of like the star child. She's an author, loves to read, 
Anyway, so Marie is, like, the perfect child to take over the business, but she wants to be, like, a renowned author. Blair is not interested in that, but she still has to run the bookstore, or help run the bookstore with her parents in high school. Uh, Well, they also hire this guy named Sam to help run the bookstore. And Sam kind of takes an interest in Blair and asks her out on a date. But Blair is really into Jesse, so she says no. And at that time, Jesse didn't even really know who she was, correct? They were yeah. like friends right off the bat. Like he was the star athlete, and she was just kind of there in high school until they met at like a party. Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah. So she says no to Sam, and Sam's like, "Okay, that's fine." So they just remain friends. Uh. What a guy, because most guys would be like, okay, fuck you. Never going to talk to you again, because you just rejected me. But not our good friend Sam. He was like, no, I'll still be your friend. And he was also older than her, I think by two years. He was a senior, she was a sophomore or something like that. So he graduates uh, high school. She ends up going to a party that Jesse is at, her crush. And they kind of hit it off, like, he confesses to her that he doesn't want to be the star athlete anymore. Like, he doesn't want to be a swimmer, even though he's really good at it. She confesses to him that she doesn't want to take over the family business of the bookstore. Um, and she wants to go travel the world. And then they connect on that. They kiss. Oh, instant connection. Love it. They go to college together in L.A. He proposes to her. They get married at his family's cabin in Maine. Oh, yeah, they're also from Massachusetts. I probably should have said that in the beginning. Anyway, they go back to Maine, get married, move back to L.A., live their life, go traveling. She becomes a travel writer. He becomes a documentary something-something. Doesn't matter. Um, Jesse, right before their one-year anniversary, has to go on this, like, last-minute trip to Alaska. Apparently. I don't remember what for. It was for some, like, big documentary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was, like, a nature. Yeah, he's like, a nature videographer. I think, and I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but about the time when Jesse leaves to go on this trip right before their one-year wedding anniversary, Blair was having, I don't know if doubts is the right word, but maybe second thoughts about wanting to live, like, the super always-going travel lifestyle. Like, she was kind of getting sick of always being gone and wanted to settle down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So she was having those thoughts before Jesse left to go on oh, this trip. That's also important. Yeah, so he leaves on this trip right before their one-year wedding anniversary, and he ends up being in a helicopter that crashes with, like, three other passengers in it. And so they just automatically assume he's dead uh, because they can't find the bodies uh, they know it crashed, but they don't know, like, what happened to any of the passengers. So they just assumed, like, nobody is going to, no one's going to survive that, right? So, um, you know, she, Blair, is like, well, what am I supposed to do now without Jesse? Like, I live in L.A. by myself. I don't really want to be a travel writer anymore. Like, I kind of just, you know, like, like Nat said, she kind of was having second thoughts anyway of continuing this lifestyle of always being on the go, always traveling. She just kind of wants to like put down roots and just stay in one place. So she 
her parents, I guess, kind of convinced her, like, why don't you come back to Massachusetts and be a manager for um, Blair's Books? She's like, I guess, sure. So she goes back and, you know, they help her with all the all the grief and uh, the mourning and uh, the sadness she feels that Jesse isn't going to come back. He's dead. Uh, she needs to move on. And, you know, they weren't even married for a year. So they were still newlyweds. She goes back, lives with her parents, uh, runs the bookstore, whatever. She starts to really, like, reinvent herself as the years go by. Uh, she cuts off her hair. She, what does she do? Oh, she changes her last name back from Lerner back to Blair. Yeah. So she does all these things because she's like, I'm going to move on. Then she runs into her. Uh, she, so she, one of the things that she wants to do when she's like finding herself and figuring out what she wants as like going through the process of dealing with losing her husband, she decides that she's going to start that Sam still lives in Acton, I think is the town in Massachusetts that they grew up in. He still lives there and is now a music teacher at like a high school or something. I don't know. And then he also kind of runs this music store on the side. I think if I remember correctly. I don't think he runs it. I think he was just like... Oh, maybe he was just there? I think he was just... Oh, she thought he was a... He, she thought he was a... Um, yeah, and then she but, was like, oh, can you help me, like, buy this piano? But he was, yeah, he was definitely just happened to be there. Yep, but she totally thought that he was an employee there. Um, but he helps her pick out a piano. She finds out that he doesn't actually work there. She gets all embarrassed, and he's like, well, how about I take you out for a drink or dinner, wherever they go. I don't remember where they go. She goes, you know what? Yeah, let's do that. They obviously hit it off. They go on one date, two dates, three dates, whatever. He ends up proposing to her after a year or two. They move in. I think it was just a year. They move yeah. in together and... Then he proposes. Then he proposes. How long... Do you remember how long it was from when she moved back to, like, live with her parents to when she met Sam? Because I feel like it was, like, a pretty significant amount of time before she, like, started meeting Sam. But I don't... I think... Yeah. I know... Um, I think it was a couple of years, like, because it took her a while to get over Jesse, which rightfully so, like, you know, she was in love with him since high school. They get married, they move across the country together, and then she finds out that he is in a helicopter crash and just assumes that he's dead. So she, so her, Blair and Jesse got engaged when she was 25 presumably got married at like 26 pronounced dead by the time she was 27 uh, she moved back to Massachusetts and then she's 31 when all of this happened so like two three years mm-hmm. yeah two to three years yep yep so yeah she grieved for that time and just kind of laid started, low yeah started figuring out what she wanted yeah started like actually enjoying 
because her and her sister didn't get along in high school. Yeah. Uh, so started enjoying being around her sister because her sister had newborn twins. Yep. Uh, started yep. enjoying reading and working at the bookstore and just living uh, a little bit less of a, like, go, go, go lifestyle that she had when she was with Jesse. Yeah, because I think uh, her sister was actually the manager, if I'm reading this correctly, mm-hmm. of the bookstore. But then when she had her kids uh, and was on leave, Blair was like, okay, I'll take it over. I have nothing else to do. I'm back home. Um, and then she ends up really loving it. And then I think she just ends up taking it over. And then her sister kind of just focuses on, well, I think her sister probably works there like occasionally, but she's just not the, the manager anymore. Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so they go on multiple dates. They move in or her and Sam go on multiple dates. They move in together. He proposes. She says, yes, life's great. And then, and this is, yeah, and this is all part one. The end of part one is. It's also the same as the prologue. They like, the prologue is what happens at the end of part one. Yes. Yeah, there is a prologue in the beginning where. uh, It like dives right into the drama. Yep. And then then they flash back to high school and then, Mm -hmm. anyway. So the end of part one is technically the beginning of the prologue. But the ending is she gets a call right before she's going on right like a... after they so at the prologue, Sam and Blair were out to dinner with her family, and as they were leaving, her phone started ringing. Yes, and I think I don't think she knew who it was, but she answered it anyways. Yep, and it turns out who was it? Who was it? It was her husband back from the dead. Saying, psych, I was, I was never actually dead. I've been alive, stranded on this random island the whole time. Yeah. He got, yeah, so he got stranded on this island and was like, well, no one's coming to rescue me, so what does he do? He was stranded there for two years. Oh, yeah. On the island yep. two years before he realized no one was coming to look for him. Yep, and he was living off of, like, fish and fish. <laughs> Whatever, whatever other types of sustenance they have on Stranded Island. <laughs> Probably not much other than fish. Fish, maybe some coconuts. Uh, maybe. I would eat a coconut. But to, he decides he's going to save himself, so he starts training. Because Homeboy used to be a really good swimmer. As we talked about. As we talked about. So he starts training to swim off of this island and try to get rescued. The only, the only reason why I laugh. I know this is a fictional book. I know it is. I'm just, like, trying to picture that actually happening in real life. Like, just some some dude who used to be a star swimmer in high school gets stranded and just starts swimming his way to safety. Like, in the middle of this giant ocean with sharks and whales and other murderous, like, he doesn't have a boat. He just full-on, he's swimming. With the fish. Well, it's... (laughs) Yes, it is fiction, but they do say that he, or in the book, he did get rescued, like, very quickly after he started swimming away from this island, he ran into a boat. Well, uh, on this summary, it says he swam all the way to Hawaii. Whether he... He was was picked up by a ship within two days of swimming. So he was swimming for two days, and then the ship took him to Hawaii. Oh. And he was in the hospital in Hawaii for, like, seven weeks. Yeah, to kind of... 
No, I think he did lose some fingers because, like, I don't remember what happened. But, I mean, Homeboy literally crashed in a helicopter and then had to swim for two days. Or, well, sur- the only person, the only person that survived from the crash. Yeah, he was the only person. Like, the pilot died. The other three passengers died. He was the only survivor. And, you know, he was stranded on that island for two years and then decides to swim, gets rescued, has to go to a hospital, obviously, for several weeks to recover. He calls Blair and is tell- tells her that he's coming home to her. So, that's part one. <laughs> part two is now Blair, who is engaged to Sam, has to now reunite with her husband, who she thought was dead, for the last two to three years. Yeah. Um, well, it would have been two years if he was if he was only on the island. So for the last two years, she thought he was dead. Yep. And but he's not. He's not. So they reunite, and it's very like I really liked that part in the book. I thought it was very emotional when they reconnected. Um, I hope the movie does it justice. Obviously, he looks very different. He's got full-on beard. Just looks very scraggly and malnourished. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine living on a stranded island for two years would leave you a little underweight. Yeah, especially Probably. living off of fish, because I hate fish. So well, You would learn to like it if I you would. were on a stranded island. I would. Did you watch Flight 29 Down yet? No. Watch, I just finished... Watch Flight 29 Down. They have to learn to love fish, too. Well, I just finished Lord of the Flies, which is basically the same concept. But a bunch of the boys kill, end up killing each other for survival. But Flight 29 Down is not a murderous show. I'm going to say happy, but it's a bunch of kids getting stranded on, on an island. So maybe not happy, but it has a happy ending. <laughs> okay, well that's good because Lord of the Flies doesn't. You can stream Flight 29 Down for free on Tubi. Oh. There's only 30 episodes. They should become our sponsor. We just we just sponsored 30 them. 30 episodes, they're like 20 minutes each. I did, in fact, binge watch all of the episodes in two days. Well, I will be watching that now that I'm finished with Lord of the Flies so I can compare. We'll do that one. We'll we'll do a podcast on that. Cause... Well, I need to read. Well, you do. Um... <laughs> Sorry, we got sidetracked there. We did. Um, anyway, so now part two, and she reconnects with Jesse, and... You know, Sam is being so supportive of this. Like, I, Sam's. He's supportive, but he's, like, cautiously supportive because he knows, like, what Jesse meant to her and, like, her husband. So he ends up postponing their wedding so that she can figure out what she wants. Because obviously she's in love with Sam, but then if your husband comes back from the dead, there's obviously going to be some trauma and unresolved feelings there. And she Mm -hmm. didn't know who she wanted to be with because she had the opportunity to either go back to Jesse because he's not dead anymore, so technically they're still married, Yep. Uh, or she could stay with Sam and they could continue to do, or continue to grow this life that they had been planning together. You know, and Jesse is kind of stunned to see Blair when they reunite because you know, like we said, she has changed her appearance, cuts off her hair, um, changed her name back. back. Uh, He finds out that she's engaged now. Um, So, obviously he's a little disappointed in all of that, uh, because he's like, I've been alive this whole time, I've been trying 
to come back to you. Like, that is the whole purpose of why he stayed alive was for her to get back to her. And he was like, obviously, I never moved on, and I wanted to tell you that I was still alive, but I couldn't because I was stranded. And he's like, I'm here now. Like, let's let's try and figure out how we can make this work. She's like, well, I, you know, have uh, this life with Sam now. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So he suggests they go back to the cabin that his parents owned in Maine where they got married and spend like a weekend together, just the two of them, to try and figure out uh, if they still wanted to be together. Yeah, if they can still still work. Yeah, exactly. So they do that. And, uh, I mean, I feel like they had a really good time in the cabin. I mean, they had a good time, but they realized that they're both very different people than they were Mm -hmm. when Jesse went missing. And some of the changes that were happening in Blair were happening prior to him going missing because she was already wanting to, like, have that killer life. Yep. But now that she's had that life, I don't know that she would necessarily want to, like, You know, he's obviously changed, like, mentally, physically. Definitely would be some lasting trauma. Yeah. Uh, Being on an island by yourself for two years with no one to talk to but fish. God. Then you have to eat your friends. That would be... This is like Castaway with Tom Hanks. Don't you tell me you've never seen that. I've never seen that Oh my god. He literally finds this volleyball. I know, Wilson. I know that. Okay, good. And Wilson floats away. And Daddy, he, never watched it. <laughs> Tom Hanks was going to literally die without Wilson. He cried when Wilson left him because he gave Wilson a person, like a he personified Wilson because he had. Anyway, we're off track. That this is not about Castaway. This is about One True Love. Here comes the biggest dilemma of the whole book that we, as readers, are like. What is going to happen? Blair has to now choose between her old life with her husband that she has loved since high school, um, formed this like great life with, and now she has to choose him and her new love of her life that she's been friends with forever. He's always loved her since the beginning. Um, so she has to choose between the two. And the whole time, you're like, well, I like both guys. So how, how is she going to choose? But there is always one guy that kind of was a little better than the other. Who was that? Who did you think? I knew it was going to be Sam. Yes. I, see, so I wanted it to be I Sam. I like, sometimes like books with love triangles in them because I like trying to figure out, like, who's the best option? Yep. But usually with, like, love triangle situations, there's, like, one guy that's really great and one that's, like, kind of mediocre and meh. And I think this is probably the first, like, love triangle book I've read where I'm like, I could see both options, like, working out and being good for her. Mm-hmm. But I think Sam is the better choice because she, I mean, she put all of this time and effort into growing as a person, and that growth brought her to Sam. Mm-hmm. And you can't just, like, throw away all of that growth to go back to a new life that you don't know if it's going to work out. Yeah. And I think, I 
does a good job of saying Jesse was perfect for her at that time in her life, but now Sam is more perfect for her in this new era. Yes. Yes. The new chapter in her life. And I think I always loved Sam because Sam has always loved Blair, no matter, like, he's loved her throughout her growth. Unconditionally supportive of figuring out whether she wanted to be with him or with Jesse because the only thing he wanted was what's best for her. Mm hmm. Because he wanted Blair to, well, he didn't really want her to go discover who she is now with Jesse, but he let her. Well, yeah, he told her to do it. Mm hmm. in order for me to be with you, you need to at least explore this, because otherwise there would always be that one. What if? Yeah. So, we love Sam, because... We love an unselfish king. We do, because she literally rejects him in high school, and he was mature about it, they remain friends, and now that her husband is back, he's like, go explore that. Let me know how that goes. If you love me, you'll come back. Ultimately, at the end, she chooses Sam. We love it. Great choice. And what's also really good is... Um, his well, I think one... I mean, a lot of good things at the ending. It was a happy ending book. But the good things that happened was that Blair and Jesse are able to, like, stay in contact and stay friends because they did mean so much to each other at mm-hmm. one point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think at the end of it, Jesse, like, meets a new girl or... Is yeah, he moves engaged. back to L.A. Or engaged or yep. something to this new girl who fits into his life the same way that Sam fits into Blair's life. Yes. So they both kind of get happy endings, even if they're not with each, each other. other. Yep. And that's why I love this book. Because there's happy endings all around. So nobody can be sad that Blair didn't choose Jesse and she chooses Sam which I always rooted for Sam. I mean, I love Jesse, too. Don't get me wrong. He was great. But I always had a soft spot for Sam throughout the whole book. So I was really happy that she picks him and chooses him. And that's the book. I um, I haven't read as many of Taylor Jenkins Reid's books as you have. I think I am book. her number one fan. I think this was only the second book I've read by her, and I haven't read any of, like, her super popular ones, Mm -hmm. her super big ones, but of the two that I have read, they are both unique storylines, because with a lot of romance books, it's, like, the same plot, just different authors writing it in different, like, different situations, but generally the same plot and the same things happening, Mm -hmm. but both of the ones that I've read by TJR are very unique plots. And it keeps me on my toes and excited to read it because, like, sure, I know it's going to be a happy ending, but, like, how do you get to the happy ending? hmm I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? This is also um, another book that I just recently read by her that you are currently reading is Maybe in Another Life. I haven't started reading it yet. It oh. is, it's sitting on my coffee table. Once I finish my reread of the fifth Avatar book, I'm going to read that one. Excellent, because it has, it's very different than this book, but it's kind of like the same thing, where it's like, two dudes, who is she going to pick? So yeah, that's the book. I loved it. I love Taylor Jenkins Reid. I think she is one of the best, like, 
contemporary romance novelists um, of this generation. In my opinion, that's just me. Uh, I think she's written... The, the only other book that I've read by her was After I Do, which was also, like, a unique... So good. A unique romance uh, about, like, this couple who'd been married for, like, ten years, I think. Mm-hmm. But so, have been together since they were, like, 19. Been together forever, but then they realized that the marriage wasn't really working for them, so they take, like, a one-year separation to yep. see if they still love each other. Ten out of ten books. I love that. So so good. My first one I ever read by her, though, was actually The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which is that one and Daisy Jones and the Six are, like, two completely different she has a, stories. She has a very unique voice in the way that she writes. Like, yeah. I've, again, I've only read two of her books, but they're both, like, very different. They don't read like they're written by the same author. No, which, which is like, why I love it. There's some contemporary romance authors where <clears throat> Colleen Newbert <laughs> Mid 20s. 
Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll have to watch it before our next podcast, and then we'll report back on if we actually like the movie or not. Well, and like the char- the people that they casted for this looked nothing like I pictured they would look in they, the book. Did she give like physical descriptions of the characters in the book? I think so. I can't. I can't remember now. I can't remember if she gave physical descriptions. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't listen to like physical descriptions of characters in books. I usually just always put myself as the main character. Like that's who I imagine in every single book. I, I love read. that. Uh, I love that. But yeah, I don't remember if she gave physical descriptions. But it was not who I was expecting for casting wise. And I mean, a lot of the people that were cast in the book are very good actors and actresses. I've seen them all in other things. Oh yeah. It's just not who I was expecting. Yep. And maybe it'll really work. Hopefully it really works. I hope so. I think regardless it's going to be still a good story because it looks like it's they're it's basically exact carbon copy of the book. Yeah. Other than I just the characters. They probably stayed pretty uh true to the script. Yeah. So I think regardless it's going to be a really good movie compared to the book. So we will be watching that. You guys should all watch it too and read the book first and then watch the movie because the book is always better, as everyone says. So that's it. I have nothing else. That's all for Two Friends in a Book this week. Yes, it was pretty quick, mainly because we did our homework before. I feel like we got a good amount of details in there. We just don't have many opinions because we both really like it. Yeah, we did both really like this. We book, don't have don't any have like anything negative to say about it, like the butcher and the red. Oh god. Yeah, even the first episode we did, uh, 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 love in other words, we still had opinions on that one too, especially with like how everything went down with Macy and Elliot. Um, this book, I really don't have. I didn't really have any complaints on this book. No. I pretty sure I gave it five stars on Goodreads. And you want to know why we don't have any complaints about this book? Because Kayla Jenkins Reid is the best contemporary romance author of our age. Yes. How many times did you say that? Three. But I'll say it again. Taylor Jenkins Reid is the best contemporary romance novelist of our generation. Four. So Taylor Jenkins Reid, if you're listening. Sponsor Maddie. <laughs> I love you. Okay. That's it. Thank you for listening to Two Friends in a Book.